0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Apply Filters. I'm Pippin Williamson. And with me is my co-host, as usual, Brad Tanar. And also joining us are special guests, James Laws, and Kevin Stover from Ninja Forms. Ninja Forms is also our ongoing sponsor, so a huge thank you to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Brad, take us away. Sure, thanks. Uh, Well, guys, welcome to the show, first of all. Well, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah. so, how about you just start off by just kind of telling us who you guys are and uh, and what what you guys do kind of on a day to day basis? Sure. Uh,
2: well, we we have a company called WP Ninjas. Uh, my name is James Laws, and uh, I kind of handle mostly the kind of the business side, a little bit of hackery, development, CSS, uh, you know, UI stuff like that. Um, but we have a business, uh, WP Ninjas, and we basically build plugins. I mean, that's, that's kind of the core of our business. We do a little bit of client work here and there if a project uh, kind of piques our interest, but mostly we, we focus on plugin in development.
3: Um, my name is Kevin Stover, and I'm the uh, lead developer, I guess, here at Topi Ninjas. Uh, the main thing that I do is uh, watch over ninja forums, uh, treat it like a baby, and cry when I introduce bugs or let other people introduce bugs. Um and maintain all the all the other people who help, who help commit to the code.
1: Cool. So, awesome. so what what is Ninja Forms exactly? Ninja Forms is a
3: uh, framework for building... uh I was a really weird way really to emphasize that, by the way. Uh, I've been in England too long. That is a, uh, that is a framework for building uh, forms in WordPress. And what we envision it as is uh, anytime you need to... Get user feedback um, for whatever you're you're doing then ninja forms is a is a solution for that
1: okay
0: cool. great so anything from like contact forms to surveys to yeah uh, feedback anything possible.
2: yeah we I would say even even application development you know if you're you're building an application and you're using kind of WordPress as your core um, framework for that, but you also need to receive a lot of user input. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, like, a, I can see something like real estate sites or any kind of a booking site where you're receiving kind of information that you need to then take and do stuff with. Ninja Forms works as a great framework and a model for getting all of that data and doing stuff with it.
0: Cool. Very cool. It's a I, I've been watching Ninja Forms for a while now, and you guys have really come up a lot in the, I guess, in the plug world. I feel like, it went from, like, a year or two ago, it, uh, a lot of people knew knew about Ninja Forms, but your your popularity and your user base has just exploded over the last year. Would you say that's probably true?
2: Yeah. It's, that's from it, an
0: outside perspective, from what I see.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that. And actually, hearing the outside perspective is, is it actually really important for us because I think sometimes when you develop a project, you can kind of do so... Uh, kind of in a bubble. So you, you, you know what you see and you know what support tickets you're getting and you know who people are reaching out to you. But sometimes outside of that realm, you have no idea who even knows you exist. Uh, so it's always interesting when you're you know you're at a WordCamp or you talk, somebody, you talk to somebody you know on Twitter and they go, oh, no, I know your product. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's great. You know? right. So I would say, yeah, in the last, especially in the last year, uh, just in just in 2013, uh, our growth has just been, I think, explosive, although I don't have a lot to measure that against.
0: Hmm. Uh, do you think that's just because you guys are putting more and more time into it?
2: Uh, I think it's probably a combination of, uh, you know, it's a combination of putting more time into it. It's become our main project, so we've kind of pushed everything else off to the side. Uh, I think it's also been... Uh, Probably a combination of other people who have found the plugin uh, and like it and use it. I would say, you know, <laughs> uh, just kind of a shout out to you, Pip, and uh, when you you kind of came in in May and kind of took a look at it in 2013 and wrote a review and wrote a, wrote an extension for it. I think that definitely kind of helped as well because a lot of people, a lot of people in the WordPress community obviously respect you for good reason for your development. So when you say something is good, <laughs> I think they're like, okay, this thing is good. <laughs> So. If Pippin so says jump, I'll jump. god damn. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Brett, jump.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sitting down, man. <laughs> oh. Well,
2: stand up. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. I think I think Fine. those things help.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think also for, for for me as a developer, it it helped a lot to have someone step in and say, hey, you know, this is this is something that's worth that's worth looking at. So that's cool. Certainly. I know from my own experience uh, building
0: uh, m- several different plugins that have a little bit more of a community focused, and are, uh, as opposed to being like my own projects that only I work on but actively looking at, for community feedback when you start getting that feedback from other users no matter whether they're an advanced developer or a beginning developer or even just a user it definitely helps bring not only additional attention but also helps you uh, look at it in a different way. Uh, like I remember like the first time that somebody told me the way that I had done something was terrible <laughs> <laughs> or, or that it was awesome. Like both, both of those, um, both of those outside perspectives help you look at something in a completely different way. It's yeah. be huge.
3: Definitely. So definitely. So
1: I, I think one of the kind of, I, when we launched, uh, migrate TV pro, I, f- I felt this, and, and we started getting feedback through support. It was like this huge relief, like, because we'd been working in isolation, we were making assumptions all the time and then to <laughs> hear people saying, uh, you could probably do this better this way or that way. It was like, oh, yeah, totally, we could do that. <laughs> and yeah, and well, so was, uh, when you're working in your
0: when you're working in your own little bubble for months on, on end and you're the only person or the only team that's looking at something, like your your perspective gets skewed so much. I mean, whether it's in a good
1: way or a bad way and not it's only kind that, of like I find it's exhausting to be guessing all the time, guessing oh, what shooting, people are going to want.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's definitely a huge bonus when you have a a growing user base and grow, and, and other developers who are developing on it and are using it for their own businesses, uh, in their development in their development work, to kind of come in and and either validate or give you different perspectives, so you don't have like you said, so you're not just kind of guessing and uh, just just kind of the the exhaustion of I hope this is what people need and want cause, just because I think
1: it's what I need and want right how long did it take you guys uh from kind of start to release to get this thing that's out
3: that's a th- that that is a tale that does not fit betwixt the times that we have to tell <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ninja Forms uh, started life as a project for a client uh, who needed uh, events, and because James and I were both fairly new to WordPress at that time, we didn't think, "Hey, let's go buy Gravity Forms or Formidable or another, you know, or a form solution," um, because we didn't know anything. So we built a solution for the client, and eventually thought, "Well, hey, what if we release this as a product?" Uh, that was Ninja Forms 1.0 eventually, uh, which exists now just in the dark crevices of Ninja Forms as legacy code.
2: Um, <laughs> it exists so, most as lore than anything else.
3: Yeah.
1: So, so you're basically so, it, saying that Ninja Forms was born out of ignorance? Like, is that yes, what
3: pretty much, yes. So then in 2012, I spent all of 2012, my whole life in 2012, besides studying Roman history, was rewriting Ninja Forms from scratch to be extensible and to be uh, modifiable and all the good developing words we like to use to say other people can do things with it. Um, so so that's kind of the development cycle. Then in 2013, we decided to launch uh, 2.0 in 2013 in January, and that's kind of where we are
2: now. Anything you want to add to that, James? uh no i I think that's it i mean we you know you, I, you know i, I mean, you wrote a wrote a post just recently you know uh or maybe a while back I can't remember now <laughs> about you know developing plugins at scratch an itch, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how ninja forms came we We had something you know the truth is is that we knew of other forms plugins but none of them really had the functionality that we needed for the project that we were working on and so instead of you know forking them or hacking them or doing some other thing like that we uh, just kind of built something from scratch and it's just been a long road of kind of hate you know a- a- as we all know after a very short period of time you hate your own code and so we just kind of rewrote and we're, we're actually rewriting now so kind of doing some a major kind of a major shift for ninja forms Mm. Nice. It's
0: got to happen every now and then because you just, I mean, you look back and you find all that legacy code and, I mean, legacy might be six months ago.
3: (laughs) That's true. It's true. Yes, absolutely. Mm.
0: Has Ninja Forms always been a free plugin in WordPress.org or was it ever sold as a commercial
2: product before that? It was. It actually originally started as only a commercial product
3: for a massive fifteen dollars.
2: That's true. Uh, we launched it. We sold it on our own website. Uh, we I just set up some simple PayPal button and uh, Are you we should tell them how
3: much we we made from that from that <laughs> endeavor for the however, year how long it was.
2: Oh, I I think for the entire year we probably sold. I think somewhere in the maybe pushing then $9,000 for the year. Um we ended That's, up we, uh,
0: substantially more than a couple of plugins that I could tell you about.
2: Well, <laughs> sure, but it was our only one. Sure. <laughs> uh, and we it was kind of it was like our main thing and we were like we were we, of course it was terrible sales, but it was enough to make us think, well, we could sell stuff. Like, we right. can keep it doing this. It was enough to open your
0: eyes and realize that there was potential of turning it into a business.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you had that, so that's about like 60 customers approximately. So Yeah, probably pretty close to that. Yeah, that's, well, that's a great start. Yeah, it's a good, good place <laughs> to start.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of started that way. I think at one point we raised the price to $30. Um, because we thought, you know, maybe on some level, and you know, you get what you pay for, and so you, we're charging fifteen dollars, and we're sure people are looking at that, that, going, that certainly can't be any worth anything. So. Right.
3: and that's that's fifteen dollars, unlimited sites, unlimited support, forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. So, what made you guys decide
0: to switch from that paid-only model? To a a free model as it is now, um, Ninja Forms has the free plugin available in WordPress.org, and then you have paid extensions. What made you make the change from the paid only to the, the freemium model?
2: Well, you know, we went through a lot of transitions to kind of get to where we are now. We we had the original premium, and to be honest, our first our first reason for changing to a freemium model was all business and promotion. The idea was we weren't getting a lot of exposure, nobody was it was getting hard to get traffic and get people to find us, so we thought, you know what, we'll take Ninja Forms Pro and we will kind of gut it a little bit and kind of gimp it a little bit and we'll release a light version of it. And then that'll act as feeder traffic from, you know, wordpress.org to us and that's when we'll make all the money. Uh, so it was kind of... Uh, that didn't happen either, by the way. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> it was kind of the wrong... It was a wrong motivation. Uh, it do you was, mean it didn't happen in that you never actually
0: made that switch or it didn't happen in that this change wasn't successful? <laughs>
2: the, cha- the change the did, change didn't work for us. We did do it. We had a light version of Ninja Forms in the repo for uh, probably about uh, seven or eight months of the life of 2012 with Ninja Forms Pro. And so we had this light version... Um, but I, I, the reason I think it didn't work wasn't so much about promotion or product or what the plugin did or didn't do. Uh, I, I and this sounds kind of philosophical, but I think it was our motivation in going into it. Our motivation was, you know, hey, this will make us money. And of course, you run a business; you need to make money. That that's that's fine. There's no no shame in wanting to make money. Uh, but that's I think sometimes that's the wrong that's definitely the wrong reason to release a free plugin. Um, so the shift to where we are now, which is the now not just a not a you know a gimped free plugin with extensions, it's a full framework that really does everything a form plugin for the most part should do. Uh, and if you with filters and actions, you can really make it do anything you want with or without extensions. You don't need the extensions. Uh, we wrote the extensions with those action hooks, so anybody could do that. Um, the The shift for us was we really wanted to provide something that the community could use, something that was helpful, whether they paid us money or came to us or needed to work with us or not. We really, all of a sudden, it really did become more of a shift for us as we were developing, saying, "Man, this would be really useful for the community. How do we, how do we make something that they can use that's free that can become the community forms plugin?" That's our real goal, is to that Ninja Forms would be. Uh, the forms plug-in, the free forms plugin, anyway, of the WordPress community. Hmm. Interesting.
0: That's great. That's one. I think the um, the point at which you have got when when you can recognize that you have achieved that is when you start seeing a lot of themes, primarily commercial themes, adding in support for it as like the default contact form. I, I know for a right, long. Yeah. What was that? I I, I was say, I agree with you. I think you're probably yeah. right about that. I think. For for a long time, the default has always been, like, Contact Form 7. And so you'll go to it, like, go to any theme on ThemeForest, and you'll see, oh, this theme has default styling for Contact Form 7. And then you'll see this theme has default styling for Gravity Forms or Formidable or, or Ninja Forms. And so when you start seeing a huge number of themes providing the, that default styling, I think you've achieved that.
2: I think you're right, and we have we have some things that we want to do really to work with the theming community uh, to help them because you know there's always been this great war, especially among some of like the theme forest. Uh, uh, marketplaces and things like that, where there's all this functionality built into the themes, and and as plugin developers, we all know that you know they sometimes are the bane of our existence uh, dealing with support uh, because they just built so much functionality it just doesn't belong in a the theme. And so we want to work with. Uh, we have a plan to try to work with theme developers to give them the ability to have great form functionality with with almost not even clicking a button just by installing their theme. With using Ninja Forms, so we have some stuff we want to work on that'll kind of help that process along. I think it'll be really great, but it's not even just for us; it's it's for the theme developers. It's being able to kind of can and have a prepackaged form that's specific for your theme already in you know installed. Cool. Yeah, very cool.
1: So, um, so you guys provide uh, so your main business is selling add-ons to mm-hmm. the Ninja Forms core. Um, that's correct, and you guys provide support, I'm guessing for those yes. Yeah. yes, so how big is your support volume and and like do you guys have uh others that are helping you with support, or is it just both of you?
2: Uh, right now, it's pretty much just uh Kevin and myself handling support we We probably get somewhere between you know 450, 550 tickets a month. Um and they're, you know, at range from anywhere from they don't know where a setting is or, you know, something simple to obviously much more complex theme, conflicts, server conflicts, or things like that. Um, but we handle pretty much all of those. Uh we probably have about uh forty five hundred users uh currently in the in, on NinjaForms.com. dot Um on okay. the site, you know. So th- is that a forum or We have a support system that we actually built with Ninja Forms. So we have kind of... It's kind of a private ticketing system between developers, either developers of extensions or ourselves, and the actual individual. Uh, And it just... You know, it sends emails when they submit a ticket. It sends us a notification by email. When we respond, it sends them. We have private replies for moderators to be able to communicate with each other if necessary, things like that.
1: Oh, I see. So... Extension developers, uh, so if I'd have built an add-on to Ninja Forms, I would be supporting it through the system you You certainly could. can, yes, uh you know the way we do it
2: currently is uh Kevin and I generally first touch all support tickets, so if we can avoid bringing in the developer because it's not necessarily an issue with their plugin, uh we try to do that, um, but some on occasion an issue will come up that's actually related to the plugin specifically, uh, and then we can actually assign that ticket to that you know third party developer and then they can come right in and chime in on the site right from their dashboard
0: I built uh three extensions for Ninja Forms, I think. I think I have three mm-hmm. different ones now. Yeah. Uh, and over the life of those, I think you guys have sent me two tickets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true,
0: yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, in, in general, extension developers really don't, I at least from my experience, don't touch on very many support tickets. Um, I know I got one yesterday. You guys sent me one, and then I had one, like, two weeks ago. And so far, they've all been super minor.
2: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, and I think you're probably, your experience is probably the norm for for most developers. Uh, actually, there's some developers who never ever gotten a ticket from us. So, hmm.
1: so if, uh, if I wanted to contribute to Ninja Forms, how would I go about doing that?
3: If you, uh, if you go to uh, GitHub, you can go to github.com slash ninja-forms and you can uh, open an issue or look at issues that exist uh, and you can commit to the develop branch. Um, please, or pull request, I'm sorry, I submit a pull request. Sorry. Stuck in SVN. I'm stuck in SVN, Apolog- I apologize. <laughs> I'm stuck in SVN in my brain. You um, can submit a pull request uh, on the develop branch uh, of Ninja Forms, and then we can look over it and commit it. I think we have, um, how many How many um,
2: com- people have committed
3: to the, the core plugin, James?
2: I want to say probably about 15, uh, 15 accepted pull, you know, people who have had pull requests uh submitted so far um and that's something we want to do better i mean we we have a hard uh, we've had a hard time kind of getting other developers um probably just in the know more than you know getting them interested most people who use ninja forms usually get interested fairly quick but um you know getting them involved and and showing that how they can get involved we we definitely probably have some work we can do there Hmm.
1: interesting and what about the uh the WordPress.org support forms—you guys are handling requests there as well, or we uh, <laughs> we we try not to. Um, we
2: get a few tickets there. I, I kind of go in there every once in a while and point them back to our support system. Uh, you know, for a while there, we had you know we had probably about seven different plugins that were in the repo, uh, and plus you know some Pro versions of those or whatever the case may be, and it just got too hard to juggle. All the different repos and missing email notifications, and so we just kind of consolidate every, consolidated everything into one support system on our site, and it just it makes things a lot easier with the number of requests that we get to kind of handle them. So occasionally, I'll kind of go in and just kind of repoint them in the right direction, but we have a sticky post uh, in the forum that kind of points them to our support system.
3: Yeah, J- James has a bugaboo about uh, about support forums. Um, uh, he yeah. does he does not like support forums at all. So. Um, As you said, we we try to, in order to to respond to tickets rapidly, we try to put them all in one location because I'm sure you guys know uh, it's really difficult to handle support when you're getting it by email and three support forums, and it's just, it can get really hairy and hard to deal with.
0: Definitely.
1: I can understand that.
0: Getting all of that put into one centralized location, whatever that location is, is really important. Mm. And you really kind of have to be a stickler about it with with customers that if they contact you via a non-supported method, you just have to tell them, look, you have to go through here. Uh, we still get, for both for Easy Digital downloads and some of my other plugins, I still get emails uh, from from customers asking for support. And and sometimes I, I almost feel bad doing it, but I have to tell them, look, you have to go through the support forms. I'm sorry it takes you a little bit longer. And I'm sorry that you need an account. But when you get into high-ticket volumes, it's really important because it will drown you otherwise.
2: Definitely. I completely agree with you. We still get occasionally a support request via email, and it, I, you know, I, I fight back because I keep trying to add new levels to, to explain to them why they need to be in the support forum. So, like, if you go to Ninja Forms and you go to our Contact Us page and you select general inquiry, which is how some people will send some support requests. I finally got it to the point now where it says, you know, sometimes mis- uh, people mistakenly request support through this email form. We don't actually handle support requests through email. And then I link to the support form, and then I have a conditional logic on there that says they have to check the box to explicitly state this is not yep. a support question. I,
0: I did the same thing where I actually default my contact forms to be have the the subject be support, but then I hide the submit button with a big red error message that says, I'm sorry, you cannot submit a support ticket through here. So they have to explicitly change it to something other than a support ticket in order to submit a support ticket. And that's And people awesome. still do it.
2: Yeah, and, that's, I, and, and the only reason I made this change is so that I can at least not feel as bad when the email comes in and I can say, you explicitly chose to ignore the fact that we don't use this for support. Right. We can't help you here. Here's yeah, the yeah. link, you know. Yeah, uh, cuz uh, you know, the hate thing, I don't want to be I don't want to be rude to people. I understand. I understand the frustration when something doesn't work or you have a question, you just want to find answers and that we we more than anything want to make sure that users get the answers that they need, but for our own sanity, they just they have to go through the support system. Yep. Totally.
1: Right. I I use um I I have a similar system with my contact form because I people were coming to my website and asking for support through my contact form on my website. And uh, I was just, and I clearly had a message that said, I don't do WordPress plugin support through here. Please use the .org uh, forums. And it's that didn't work. People don't read stuff. Like, no, they don't.
0: <laughs> that's, that's why I, I used to only have a message on it, but then I, I changed it to be an explicit action that they have to take if they want to try and submit a support ticket. Exactly. And it definitely did cut down on the volume, but I am always still surprised when people submit support tickets through there. Yeah. On occasion I'll get a ticket where they'll say something like, Hey, I understand this is not for support, but I wasn't sure how to ask this question in like in a public form. Uh and and I get that. Sure.
2: Uh but or they it, weren't able to register an account for some reason sure. or whatever that yeah. Yep. That and those things totally happen.
1: Happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the action thing, I, I did the same thing. I've got a, like a radio buttons and you have to choose like WordPress plugin supports support is one of them. And if you choose it, there's no form. It's just information. Yeah. <laughs> it just
0: says, nope, you can't do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's worked incredibly well. Like it, I barely get any requests through there. And I think people are just happy to know that you've kind of considered that and pointed them in the right direction. That's all they want. Yeah. So, Definitely. A lot of people, a lot of times people
0: just don't know where the proper, channel is yeah I, and there's nothing wrong with that I mean mm-hmm. that might be a failure in your site it might just mm-hmm. be because they didn't look that hard it might be they didn't even come to your site and they found you some other means I mean there's tons of ways that people find to get in touch with you and and you have to do a little bit of handholding and, yeah, and we, that's that's not offense. that's not an offense to anybody who needs that handholding it's just that's how it is
2: yeah. absolutely I mean even on our support page we kind of we kind of Give, set some expectations of what they can expect when they submit a support ticket. And then we simply ask them, do you have an account? Do you not have an account? Or do you have an account and can't log in for some reason? So we give them three different channels that they can try to access support uh, to kind of walk them through. So if it's if they have an account, we, just send, we send them to the login page and They'll get presented with a support ticket system immediately. Sure. If they don't have an account, we send them to a registration page, and if they can't log in, we send them to our contact form explicitly with "I can't log in" selected, and we ask them some questions.
3: I think, um, I think from from my perspective as as a developer, I've been really happy with uh, the way the way we've done all those things that James just talked about because he does a lot more of that stuff than I do. Um, is I like the fact that we're kind of uh, we're eating our own dog food, so to speak. Like, like we're using our own plugin. Yeah. So, like everything on our site that we're using to do that with, and support forums, and registration, and login, and all that business, it's handled by our own plugin. And I, I think that has given me, anyway, as as developer, it's given me a lot of good things to fix. And
2: yeah, the truth is, we could not do business if it weren't for two plugins. So shout out to you, Pippin, Easy Digital Downloads. <laughs> we we couldn't do business without it. Uh, and we couldn't do business without Ninja Forms. I mean, even on our own site, we just, we wouldn't be able to handle support or or any of the things that we do uh, currently on our site without it, so...
0: Sure, I use, I mean, I use my own systems to power all of my sites, and, and a lot of that is because I know that if I'm personally using something, I'm likely to find the flaws or the weaknesses in it and then attack those and improve them because... It's my it's scratching my own need. <laughs> yeah, and and that's where the that honestly that's where that blog post a few weeks ago about writing plugins to scratch an itch came from. because yeah. if you write something that you need and that you care about and that has a direct impact on what you're doing or on your business, you're far more likely to maintain it and
2: improve it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I really like the the proactive way of kind of like like the stuff that we were just talking about about contact forms about being kind of proactive and, and kind of and figuring out the problem before it's a problem kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's intelligently detecting the problem, for instance. I don't know if you guys pay attention to SearchWP uh, search WP plugin, uh, by mm-hmm, Jonathan I do. Christopher. Yeah, yeah. He just put out a, a couple of weeks ago, he put out version 1.8 and uh, he's now detecting theme conflicts. So he's like proactive. I saw that. And so I, I just wanted to. I thought that was super cool. I really like to see that kind of like proactive uh, things, you know. I was in. really impressed with that. Uh,
0: James or Kevin, did you guys see that? What he did with it? I did.
2: I actually didn't see the release. He's another. His is another one of those plugins that I just need to get over there and buy it just for to support and probably just to to use it because it looks it, great. It's really great. Uh, I'm using it right now for the uh,
0: documentation search on the EDD mm-hmm. site. I also use it on my Pippins plugin site. Um, mm-hmm. In general, it just makes your search system better, but it's also great if you want a search system that only searches your documentation or only searches your support forms, yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, but, man, his being proactive, and like he, he adds this notice that says, hey, we detected that your theme is using pre-get post to modify the search, the, the queries. Well, since SearchWP require, uh, relies on pre-get post as the action... It says, look, there might be a conflict here just so that you're aware of it if anything breaks. Or you can just ignore it because you know that everything's working fine.
3: That's right, awesome. That, that is cool. I like that. Yeah.
1: I think that's uh, a lot better than just, you know, waiting till a customer, you know, customers have problems with theme conflicts and then kind of going to Twitter and bitching about it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think one, this is a better way. I, I don't would, know. <laughs> there's one that I would love to figure out how to
0: solve. Um, and be and be more proactive about it. For EDD, we use um, uh, the the title filter in order mm-hmm. to modify product titles and add uh, schema.org markup form. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, uh, at least a couple, actually a couple times a week, we have issues where somebody, uh, a theme or a plugin, is not escaping their their titles correctly, and so all of a sudden we'll end up with a bunch of Raw HTML just like spewed out on the page near the post title or in the site title. And it's really ugly, and, and people open tickets about it every week or so. Uh, we've now got two different tutorials and a couple of uh, blog posts about it uh, that show how to fix the problem. There's not, there's not really anything we can do to fix it. Uh, right. But I would love to know, like, find a way to detect when a theme is doing that incorrectly so that we can automatically add a notice or automatically disable our schema markup
3: yeah absolutely I, I, I think for us the, the biggest thing that I would like to be able to detect is when a theme includes an old version of jQuery <laughs> um, because that's the, the biggest theme conflict that we, that we run into uh, especially on the front end is that one that you probably could do Th- uh, themes that include jQuery like 1.2 or you know j- jQuery beta, you
0: know 0.4.2 is the bane of my existence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. actually I don't think that one would be too hard to detect because you could actually look into the global wp scripts variable mm-hmm. which will have all of the scripts in there and as long as you like say run a check during wp unq scripts uh and run it with a really really high priority something like Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand and nine, or something, right. um, and then just look through and and locate jQuery in the WP scripts global and look at the version number. Sure. Uh, and one, if if you detect that it's anything other than what the default in WP Core is, either remove it or just immediately flag a notice that says, "Hey, if something is breaking, this is probably why."
1: Right.
3: that's, that's a great idea.
1: You know, yeah. you know, it would be even better. <laughs> If Because the other problem is like, oh, well, they're not using the hooks to enqueue wow, the JavaScript. They're, Java they're in. not enqueuing yeah, it. Properly, right? not really right. So do this. Use a curl request to get like the source of your rendered page <laughs> and then and then run a regex. Just run a regex. It's actually not a bad idea at all. It would work. <laughs> well. I love it. would work more reliably. Yeah. <laughs> Just
2: strip it out
1: completely. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I love it. That's brilliant. I like that one. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you, I wouldn't use it to strip anything out. But. <laughs> no, I just use it as a, as a detection. As a say, detection. Oh, look, yeah. We found yeah. jQuery 1.42
0: in the source of your page. Yeah. Now, we don't know where it actually, then you could also detect the path of where it came from right. to identify if it's a plugin or a theme. Right. That's yeah.
1: true. Cool. I, so want, someone, I want to see
0: it. Next all right, I want a, cool. a code snippet written up for this, and then I'm going to take
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs>
1: Cool. So Let's, what's oh, one ahead, of the, like, the the biggest challenges that you guys have kind of encountered with Ninja Forms, like building it, maybe the core or maybe one of the extensions? Um,
3: do you want to go first on that, James, or do you want me to? Because I think that we'll have different challenges.
2: Um, you know, actually, I was going to kind of segue and hand it over to Kevin, but I think the biggest issue that we've had is you know, you can never tell how somebody is going to use your plugin and what they're going to develop with it. So when we started with Ninja Forms and, our, you know, we wanted to add all these options and make it easy for them to, to set all these options, and I think it ended up biting us a little bit when you get forms that are adding, like, 500 fields to their form. <laughs> um, and and you laugh, but we have lots of users who do this, wow. and they have five. 100 fields like I would never even bother filling this form out but they I don't know if they're trying to like let people file their taxes through ninja forms <laughs> or or what they're trying to accomplish like it is it is insane some of the I've sizes of forms
0: I worked yeah. for a cl- I worked for a client one time that dealt with a lot of like immigration from mm-hmm. the US into Canada and so they had this crazy form that people had to fill out and it was 10 pages worth and yeah. With a whole form had to be paginated, and the original when I took on the project, they sent me the current form, which was like an ASP .NET page or something, and said, "All right, we want to put this in WordPress." And my my first instinct was just a groan because it was so <laughs> huge and insane, like the amount of time it took just to build the fields.
3: Right, was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I I think um I think for me the uh, the biggest challenge has been um becoming comfortable with letting other people into your software, if that makes sense, like like, becoming comfortable with other people into your code. Um, Because this is the first project that I've done that has been uh, a product. I mean, that's scary enough, but also open source so that other people are looking at the code that I write and as James said earlier, I, I'm very bad about hating my code. So like a month I hate the code I wrote a month ago. Um so so for me the biggest challenge has been becoming okay with the fact that other people are looking at your code and realizing that people people aren't gonna hate you and think that you're the worst do- developer in the world because you did something wrong. Or or you did something not the best way to do it, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely. I, I think every every developer that moves from, not necessarily true closed source, but open source without actually sharing your code, but somebody who moves from kind of a closed source model to a truly open source model where you are encouraging other people to look at your code, you are encouraging patches and contributions, that, the first time you do that is really scary.
3: Yeah. I remember the, the, the first encounter that I had with that was uh, was when James sent a message out on Twitter that said, "Does anyone want to build a third-party <laughs> extension for Ninja forms?" And you said, "Yeah, sure." And then we had like a 45 minute like Skype conversation, uh, and I, I, I nearly like like cracked my pants um, whenever, <laughs> whenever I realized that you were going to be going through like you know lines of code because you were the first person to look at any lines of code um, so that was a little daunting. Um, I think I've I've moved beyond that a little bit.
0: Um, it takes time.
3: <laughs> yeah, but but I think for me that's the biggest challenge and the biggest encouragement I could give to other developers who are thinking about putting their code out there is just to do it, that the WordPress community is pretty good about not yelling at you and calling you names or anything like that. All
2: right, I think I, too...
0: I, I, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, I had Mark Jaquith buy one of my plugins a year ago. And it was, like, the scariest moment of my life. I I I was just, like, I was just waiting for that message on Skype or on GitHub from
2: Mark being, like, this is crap. Did did you have the instant impulse to, like, immediately refund his money? Um, No, I had the impulse to go run away and, like, close everything down and not connect to the Internet for two days. (laughs) Sorry, Pippin's plugins doesn't exist anymore.
3: (laughs) uh so so yeah I think f- for me that's kind of b- been the biggest challenge and and we're really building a plane in mid flight here uh because we've we've gone and and some of our customers have have told us that it's not the best idea for them, but we've gone with okay. the iterate often release often uh mentality and if if we find a bug or something that needs to be fixed, we generally do like an update every two weeks or something like that um or more frequently if we have to um sure, sure. And I think adding features, we try to add features and things like that on a fairly regular basis instead of saving it all up for one big monster release.
0: There's definitely advantages and disadvantages to, to both models. Uh,
1: are you uh, are I, I, you still kind of afraid of releases?
3: Yes, <laughs> I'm very afraid of every release. Every release, I
1: am I'm, I'm afraid. Um, but, but you get over I'm, it. You
3: know, <laughs> exactly I get over it exactly um, whenever I whenever I, I I do a release I come in to, the, to work the next morning and expect James to have like fifteen or 20 support tickets for me um, <laughs> for something that I have that I've broken but now that's that's gotten that's that's gotten a lot better as as the product has matured where um, of the challenges and I'm sure Pippin can relate to this is when you have a core plug-in and you have extensions, it's really easy to break stuff. Like, it's really easy to change something and not know who else is relying on that thing that you changed.
2: And yeah, to change something that's seeming, it's seemingly innocuous. Like, yeah, it's, it's, suddenly when
0: you have extensions, backwards compatibility gains a whole new meaning.
1: Yes. <laughs> I think that's why uh, I think Woo, uh, WooCommerce no longer uh, like, officially accepts third-party extensions.
0: I, I would not be surprised if that's one of the big reasons
1: yeah yeah. I mean, it, especially like because uh, they they've been changing
0: talented. so much of their code base. I mean, if we look back to two, their two point release, they had major problems because there were so many gateways that had to be modified. Now, I don't know anything about why those changes were put in place, but for I'm assuming for good reasons, they made these changes. Um, and it becomes much harder to make architectural changes to your code base if you have a lot of other people that are building on top of it. Absolutely, um,
1: yeah. And,
0: yeah and 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 it's kind of a it's kind of the curse of success, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I kind of like the challenge of making things backwards compatible, though. Like, it's kind of I,
0: I enjoy the challenge if you can do it well. What I hate is when you suddenly find something that you literally cannot backwards. Comp- you can't support. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Brad, are you are you a masochist by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. I've I, I think I've just gotten as I've gotten older. I I appreciate the challenges more. I guess. Uh, you I was... <laughs> <laughs> What's that?
3: I so said you appreciate old things? <laughs> I don't Are know. Gonna...
1: No, I just, I just I... appreciate like the challenge more before when I was younger, I was just like, Oh, I don't really want to stop and have to think about this problem too, for too long. I just want to blow through and, and, and keep building features and, and more, more, more. But now I'm, I'm content to like sit and ponder the problem. And like, it's just, Brad, I think, I think I'm completely with you there. Uh, I, and I think I went through the same
0: the fi- same phase where early on I really hated the idea of backwards compatibility not not backwards compatibility but I didn't like the problem I didn't like dealing with the problems that you encounter with it. Now I really like that challenge.
3: Right, uh, that makes sense.
0: Like we had a uh, we had an issue in EDD recently where we needed to change. Um, an architecture. Some I don't remember what it was. I think it was with some payment meta, and it was it had the potential of breaking a lot of things for anybody who was using the old method. And so we, I took the time to really slowly and carefully think out like the different ways that it could be used, and and it worked flawlessly. Uh, and and it's that the achievement of getting through that challenge successfully is fun.
3: No, I I can agree with that. Yeah, that I can agree with that. That's good. Yeah,
1: there's certain. I mean, there, you got to draw a line somewhere with the backwards compatibility too. Like, certainly, <laughs> there's. I I remember seeing something recently where it was like someone was complaining about they had renamed a file in in the in the software. So the mm-hmm. and I remember and this person was including it, like it was including the file in their extension or whatever. Directly, yeah. yeah directly, and so it broke, and it broke, and he was upset. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the right way to be doing things, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you probably were asking. It's, for it's it, an yeah.
0: issue that I, it's an issue that I fully understand. Like as an extension developer, sometimes you want to do things that you just can't do without. Well, doing some things that are kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but and, but you so, accept
1: you accept the risks when you do that, right? Right, like, and and I think that's
0: where people who are building on top of other platforms need to... They need to acknowledge that risk and they need to understand it. And the people that are building the platforms that are being built on top of need to make sure that that risk is something that they are adequately um, making clear to anybody who chooses to build on top of them.
2: Right. I think... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, you definitely... uh... When you're building on a platform, or you're building a platform that other people can build upon, you have to remember that you are entering into a partnership, <laughs> and there has to be there has to be some kind of some give and take there. And you have to, you know, when when we when you put out a release to a core to that core product, you have to also keep in mind all the people that are using it and try to you know make sure your communication is clear, give time you know give a timeline if best if it's a major thing so that everybody can kind of get up to speed because it is it's a partnership. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So what's, yeah, what's, what's next great. for you guys? Oh, um, for
3: me, it is working on uh, Ninja Forms 3.0, uh, which will have a completely reworked uh, user interface. The user interface that Ninja Forms currently has hasn't changed since version 1.0 in style. So the way that the, that the admin for Ninja Forms looks now uh, is the same as it looked in 1.0. And when we when we changed to 2.0, we changed kind of the engine of the car, so to speak. So we changed the motor, but we didn't change the body. It's still in a Pinto. Right. So <laughs> so, so uh, 3.0 will be a complete uh, rewrite using Backbone. So the admin will be completely uh, driven by Backbone. Um And uh, third-party developers will be able to extend that and be able to to use Backbone themselves without having to write the Backbone, so they can just register settings or options or whatever they want, and then Ninja Forms will handle all of the Backbone saving and that kind of of jazz. Very
2: nice.
3: So that's what's next for me.
2: We're, we're very excited about it. It I'd say that's probably what's next for mm-hmm. me as well, um, just kind of kind of pushing this project along. Uh, we have a lot of new things we want to do, we want to change the way our fields are being registered to make those a little bit more um, in line with some of the other things that we're, we're doing. And, we're, more and more extensible. more extensible. Pepin, you're working on helping with a little bit with the uh, the how we're handling submissions and storing the submission data. And that's uh, agree, kind anyway. <laughs> and that's, I think that's going to be a big part of where we're headed because once these things are in place, uh, there's, we have a, I think we have a lot of room to to grow rapidly, especially from an extension standpoint uh, and, and, and really f- and just from custom development. It's really good.
3: Yeah, I think um, sometime later this year, we'd also like to release our support system as a separate uh, paid product.
1: Ooh, um, that sounds nice. so, cool.
3: Yeah, so so at some point later this year we're hoping to be able to do that uh, because we've had a lot of people use it and we've had a lot of people ask what it is and how it works because I think with some modifications and some additions it could be a really sweet um, a really sweet support system for for lots of products. Yeah,
2: so, we have to generalize it a little bit. It's very it's very specific to our use case, but
1: I think uh, all the stuff that we're doing specifically could be generalized really well. So would that be an an add on for Ninja Forms or?
2: You know, we've we've gone back and forth. I think somebody had asked us if we would do it as an add-on. And I think it's moving in the next direction that we see Ninja Forms going, whereas um, the support system will actually be its own system that will require Ninja Forms to run, but it won't necessarily be an add-on. And and the reason for that is we really see the support system as an application unto itself that uses the framework of Ninja Forms to handle the, the data that's being accepted from users. Uh, so that's and that's probably uh, the direction I see of some other products and things that we have, uh, you know, kind of in the, in the
1: wings to be worked on. Hmm. Interesting. So when when can we expect cool. uh, three point Yeah, Kevin. When can we expect <laughs> three <0? laughs> How about tomorrow? Tomorrow, good.
3: <laughs> he, he says as he holds a knife and looks at me. Um, I'm. We're hoping uh, to have to have it out by WordCamp. Uh, in March, WordCamp Atlanta, Atlanta. I'm sorry, I forgot forgot that not everyone lives in the southeast uh, of the U.S., Um, like our Canadian friends, Um, (laughs) so so we're hoping by uh, WordCamp Atlanta, which is March the 14th, is that right? I I thought
1: you were talking about Atlanta, Saskatchewan for a minute.
3: (laughs) 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 So, So that's what we're hoping, that's what we're shooting for, I've already... I'm at the point now of cutting features. So I've already cut lots of features that I didn't want to cut, but you know, you have to. You, it's survival of the easiest and most likely to be complete, instead of survival of the fittest when it comes to releasing. So um, we're we're hoping to have it out by then. That's that's the goal.
0: Very cool. Well, I hope you guys succeed with that. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and need to wrap up here. Uh, but if anybody has any questions for for James or Kevin, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Uh, you can f- definitely get in touch with us on uh, Twitter at, at WPNinjas, uh, also myself at James Laws and uh, Kevin at K-Stover, uh, or you can just come to NinjaForms.com and fill out our contact form. Just don't use it for support requests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they will ignore you. <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. Uh, And (laughs) also, uh, just want to give you another shout out for for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate your sponsorship. It helps us do some cool things. Uh, We get to get this episode fully transcribed for anybody who wants to read it as opposed to listening to it. So, thanks so much for being able to continue sponsorship and for joining us.
3: No, it's no problem. Thank you, guys.